Ladies and gentlemen, it is a beautiful Thursday morning, a very cloudy Thursday morning. It is February 25th, 2021. Welcome to the first episode of The Theory Audio. We have some very interesting topics today. My name is Kendall Guest, and I will be going over conflicts and work relationships. Claudia? And I'm Claudia, and I'll be going over conflicts and friendships. And I'm Levi, and I'll be talking about conflict and romantic relationships. So, Levi, do you want us, do you want to introduce our uh, audience to the five different types of conflicts that we will be discussing today? Yeah, so there's five different types of conflict, and those types are avoiding, accommodating, competing, collaborating, and compromising conflict. Awesome. We will have a lot for our audience. We will be discussing work relationships, friendships, and romantic relationships. Thank you for joining us today on The Theory Audio. today is the topic about conflicts and work environment relationships and we'll be talking about two specific types of conflict today in work environment relationships the first one is compromising a rough definition of compromising is there is a moderate concern for self and for others often there is a low investment in the conflict and or the relationship now collaborating there is a high concern for self and high concern for others High investment in the conflict situation normally. Typically, this is a win-win situation. So the difference between these is compromising, there's not much investment. There's not much investment into the concern. And collaborating, there is a very high concern uh, for the situation. For example, if there are two engineers and they want to make a new car, and they just begin compromising on the different uh, body works and the functions of the car, they will probably not make a very good car. It will probably be a mediocre car and probably will not get much attention. An example of high collaboration is Elon Musk and the company SpaceX. Him and his engineers had a high concern for themselves and a high concern for each other. Their high uh, goals or a high investment to the conflict situation normally. And thus, they will probably land on Mars in the next two to three years. Okay, so the type of conflict I'll be talking about is competing. And competing is when there is a high concern for self and a low concern for others. Take friendships, for example, and take two school friends. They may be competing for academic success and these friends will try to get the better grade on the test than one another. This can be beneficial academically to an extent because they're going to be trying to get the best grade, which is obviously the higher grade than the other ones. But this will definitely turn toxic when it starts affecting how the two friends treat each other. For example, they'll be valuing their grades more than the friendship. Okay, Claudia, can you explain the difference between competing and competition? Yes, so one important thing to note between competing and competition is that competing is not always at the expense of each other. Take you and your academic friend, for example. So your friend asks you for help on the test, and your real intention is that you want the better grade than them on the test. So you tell them that if they want a good grade on the test, it's up to them to study and do their own work. 
when the real reason is obviously that you just want the better grade than your friends, so you're not going to help them. This brings up toxicity in the friendship because, again, you're valuing your grades more than the friendship. Okay, so I'm going to be talking about avoiding conflict. And with avoiding, there is a low concern for self and also a low concern for others. This is because during a relationship where this is taking place, there is no direct communication at all. For example, a couple could be going through a rough patch or having an argument of some kind, and instead of uh, facing the problem head on or actually talking about their emotions explicitly, they instead uh, would resort to passive aggressive comments, of not talking as much, and just like the actual term is called, really avoiding each other completely. Um, this causes the relationship to become really toxic and overall the relationship as a whole could just begin to deteriorate and eventually fall apart. So Levi, can you give some specific examples about how what could happen when a couple start avoiding each other? Yeah, so when a couple starts avoiding each other, uh, especially in like a married couple, uh, you could see that ultimately leading to either divorce or hopefully the couple could begin to realize what they're doing and realize how toxic the relationship has become. And instead of avoiding each other, they could move to more healthy stages of conflict like collaborating or even compromising would be better, but it's still not desirable. I think another conflict that we haven't discussed as much is accommodating. Accommodating, there is a low concern for self and a high concern for others. Uh, for example, if there is a married couple and the woman is putting more effort into the uh, marriage the man is, um, that is an example of accommodating. Uh, that could lead to, you know, that could be very detrimental to the relationship. That could lead to a lot of hurt feelings. Um, and that could eventually lead to the man avoiding her and uh, lead to divorce as well. So... I think the next section we will discuss these different types of relationships and how these different types of uh, conflicts pass over between each other. So something really important noting about these different types of conflict is how they all can overlap and connect to one another. Um, if you have like, for example, what I talked about avoiding, uh, that can easily switch to accommodating, competing, collaborating, or compromising. It really just depends on how those two people continue to interact with one another and handle the conflict. I will say, in romantic relationships, I think the best way to go about it is collaborating, having a high concern for yourself and a high concern for others. You know, there's a phrase that you can't love others until you love yourself, and I think that fits in very well with this topic. Um, you know, when a couple is avoiding each other and they're just, you know, no concern at all, I think that, you know, beginning to collaborate, beginning to kind of face some of your issues is just kind of the best way to go at it. And I think in a broader sense, too, honestly, even in friendships, work relationships, any kind you can imagine, I feel like collaborating has to be the best and most healthy version because having a high concern for yourself and a high concern for others is by far the healthiest way of approaching any relationship. I agree with collaborating being a really efficient way in terms of conflict, but I also think compromising is also a really important one because it's at least giving each part party like something that they wanted but they're also giving up something that they wanted and I feel like an important part of life is sacrificing for others and you will also get something in turn for that right yeah because ideally you can't always get exactly what you want so it's good to just learn from different kinds of relationships and learn from different kinds of interactions 
and that can help benefit your other relationships in the future. You know, one thing that Claudia said about uh, friendships, about her example of, uh, you know, the uh, two friends that were helping each other with tests, I think, you know, you know when you're competing, you want to get a better grade, but I also think the other thing is accommodating. I think that sometimes uh, friends maybe accommodate too much. They uh, have a high concern for their other friends and don't have, they have a very low concern for themselves. So, you know, that could lead to your friend getting a really good grade on her uh, grammar test, but you get a really bad grade on your math test. And, you know, that's a, you know, that's a win-lose situation um, that is very difficult to go through. You know, I will say in uh, work relationships, um, avoiding, I think, you know, coworkers and bosses can too much. And uh, that is kind of the same thing as, uh, in some ways, compromising. I believe that you can compromise and avoid, you know, uh, deep topics at the same time. Yeah, I think throughout all of these, it's like an important thing of just balance and balancing out your needs while also balancing out your other, like other people's needs for things. Right, for sure. And I believe that even some of the conflicts that we talk about that are negative, I believe that sometimes they can be positive. Uh, for example, you know, maybe you do need to avoid that boss for a little while, <laughs> and uh, maybe you do need to compromise on a subject that you just cannot collaborate on. Like Claudia said, it is just about balance and uh, how to kind of control um, your emotions and the conflicts at hand. Yeah, and even with like collaborating, like you said, Kendall, it can be a double-edged sword in that maybe if someone is, has such a high concern for themselves and the other person in the relationship, uh, that they become so infatuated by one relationship that everything else kind of fades away. And so that in itself can be toxic. So like, like you said, really, everything on this list is kind of a double-edged sword and can have good or bad effects. Yeah, I will say, I will say one thing very important, even though it's not fully about the conflict, I believe self-disclosure, I'm sorry, self-disclosure is a very important. Um, just the ability to kind of uh, tell other people what you're feeling. Um, I believe that can go very big into collaborating. collaborating. Um, sometimes avoiding is a lack of self-disclosure. So, I believe that self-disclosure and just kind of a resolve um, helps us uh, become better people uh, through conflict in all these different types of relationships. Yeah, so overall I think it's important that we should uh, really communicate that we, we have all kind of come to the conclusion that uh, whatever kind of conflict you're in, it's important to really be aware and never take for granted the interactions you're having with other people and to make sure that um, you know, you're kind of just always doing maintenance on your relationships and always making sure things are okay and running smoothly because uh, thing, things can go badly very quickly. You can very quickly go from healthy collaborating to toxic avoiding in a relationship. Yeah, I agree. And look, you know, I believe that there's some relationships, um, some friendships, some roman romantic relationships that uh, you actually do need to end it and maybe by ending it is avoiding. And maybe you do need to accommodate uh, somebody. For example, a um, you know a, a child may have a sick parent and just maybe need to accommodate them by doing more chores, maybe cooking a few meals, um, and and competition even competing is very important. Um, competing in practice is uh, very important uh, for the success of the whole team. Um, again, it's all about balance. It's all about just getting through the struggles. And uh, conflict, um, it brings uh, the best out of people and it can bring the worst out of people, but it also can improve people. 
Thank you for listening. Tune in next week on the Theory Audio where we'll be talking about health communications.